episode of Apollo where we play the tabletop RPG. Well, it's not really a tabletop RPG. What is it? <laughs> it's still it a tabletop is. RPG. It's it's yeah, 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 you're. Welcome to the first episode of Apollo where we play the tabletop RPG Occult. I am Tracy from the podcast Paper News Out Loud. I am Tracy from the podcast Paper News Out Loud. I am Beth from the podcast Buffy Speak and the Fourth Journal. I am Daniel from the podcast Kids on Bikes and the Fourth Journal. Uh, I am Colin Parker from the podcast Mid Takes and Journey Under 30. Hello. Hello. And we are so happy hey, to be hosted and sponsored by the Scavengers Network. Thank you for having us, Scavengers Network. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, Scavengers Network. Oh, that's so You're crazy. Welcome. I feel like I've heard of them. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're basic. A bold move out the gate. No, hey, I told you. Okay, real quick, before we get into it, I told everyone on this call Back in PodCon, or back at PodCon in back Seattle, in PodCon. we were standing inside Tracy's hotel room before the three of us were about to go get on an airplane, uh, or, well, obviously separate airplanes, and I said, <laughs> I don't care what it is, no matter what anyone in this room ever brings to me, it will always have a home, and I stand by that statement. Why is it obviously separate airplanes? I mean, what if I was going home with you? I mean, that would have been nice, but I knew you were not going back to Maryland. Tracy did go home with me. She's actually in the other room. Oh. Oh. Nice. 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 I'm best second fiance, so you should be jealous. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'm starting a new podcast called Second Fiance. That would be very good. That would be a really good show. It's an audio drama. Because you're going to have a lot to edit. Uh, Trademark, (laughs) trademark, trademark. Okay. Good news. Second fiance is available, so... That's you just trademark up. my shit? What? <laughs> I said I was going to do it, and you just what? trademarked it. It's on well, no, our show, Again, Daniel. it's on the network. I, like, the network the was doing fuck? it for you. We're, we're just filing the paperwork for you, the, for legal reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, perfect. this is like Spotify. We, le- we, I am now the Scavengers Network as well. <laughs> we legally own everything you do. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, we, will, we get to use your content how we see fit. So Topical podcasting humor. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to right, explain so, a cult unless somebody else good. wants to do it. That Please was do I it. was literally just about no. to ask you, Tracy, what is a cult? <laughs> so a cult is a horror role-playing game that does not involve dice and there is no GM or DM or whatever you want to call it. No one's in charge of it. So all the characters work together to discover the secret about their hometown. So the basic premise of the story um, is that we all grew up together and left the town and there's something sinister that is bringing us back and we have to work together to tell the story to figure out why we are back in our hometown. Yes. So it's kind of like it. As yeah, a I've gotten game. reading over the instructions on all this stuff. I've gotten a real it vibe. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think because uh, because it is literally split up into present and past sections in the book. Yeah, right. This is like very heavily inspired by that story. I think because yeah, one also, of the things that they say is literally yeah, yeah. I was just about to say at the very end. Yeah, they living they, in the they sewers. Yeah. So there's a lot Perfect. of asking questions and building. It's. It's very much building a collaborative story together, which is really cool. So, perfect. Well, 
Shall let's keep her moving. Keep her moving. Keep her moving. Yeah, let's uh, let's. You just... need to edit out every single keep her moving. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'll put it into I'm a hypercut. Real it challenge is then. Probably <laughs> trademarked. Probably, but you know what? I'll let him know that we did a whole episode that is just nothing but the hypercut of every single time that we say it. <laughs> and it's literally just a 10 minute clip of keep removing, keep removing, keep, keep, keep removing. It'll be Boy, so good. This is um, and he can use it for his show. <laughs> Kiefer yeah, Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> Sutherland. Hey, so um, let me ask you this Can we start describing and fleshing out Stars Fall? Yes. Would you rather do that or our characters first? That was just the next thing that was on the list. Yeah. So in, okay. in the instructions, it has a town first. So. Yeah. Okay. Let's do the also. Town. I did totally just confirm that Keeper Moving is a registered trademark of Keeper Moving Incorporated. Yep, that's the uh, name of his company. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm sure he's fine with it. He's Probably a chill not. dude. All the money that we're going to be I making mean, from this podcast. Yeah. All we'll the, yeah. To look, we'll, we'll share the love. <clears throat> okay. So we haven't exactly. Um, We've established a few things that we've, um, uh, like, agreed upon about this town, but for the most part, it's just a big, like, empty space. Yes. I mean, that's that's the point, though. Like, we're all supposed yeah. to talk right. about. Mm-hmm. So it's a so, lot like when you play a video game and like you can't see the map, and it's like as you walk through it, yes, it starts to fill in. That's basically the way that this game operates, yes. but not just with like the physical map, but also our timelines and like mm-hmm. our histories together and also with characters in the town. Yeah. So it's pretty good. It's pretty choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, why don't we start talking about the facts that we've made uh, for the town? So the, the, the game asks us for two facts to sort of like, to like to start setting up what the town operates like and what it, what it is, how it looks, stuff like that, like uh, history, things like that. So, do we just want to go in order of what's on the Google Doc here? I, sure. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like what we could each say? do one and then go back around and like just okay. start that making oh, yeah, it like real, like our town, like stars fall, and just like talk yeah. about it as a reality, not like oh, this is my next fact about our town, sure, mm-hmm. kind of thing. That makes sense to like get into the role playing aspect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I guess I'm the first one at the top. Um, (laughs) All right. So the only time that Stars Fall had stoplights was when the city was doing construction on the bridge that was going out of town. So it's a very small town. Everything functions with stop signs and yield signs. So if there's a bridge, does that mean is it the only way out of town? Uh, I don't think it's the only way out of town. It's just that that side of the town has a little um, creek that goes through. A creek. Okay. But other than that, it hasn't had stoplights. No. No, we haven't had any stoplights. Oh, that's me, isn't it? Yep. (laughs) You're best. It has a... (laughs) Um, there is a moderately sized bread factory that you can smell if you drive by with your windows down. Oh, yes. That's awesome. Because bread smells so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the smell of bread is just so good. Yep. <laughs> it's uh, it's about a 
half a mile radius around the factory that if you uh, if you're outside at any point during the year, no matter what, you can smell it. Uh, I know that my house um, during summer days, if the wind was blowing in the right direction and we would hang the clothes on the line, they would come in the house smelling like bread. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. That want to eat your clothes. You're like, why do I, why am I so hungry? Um, <laughs> so uh, here's another. Nope. Uh, that's exactly what you didn't want. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll add that one out. <clears throat> uh, there's also uh, only four small neighborhoods uh, that are sort of like kind of around the edges of the town and slightly on the outskirts of it. Right. You know, you have like the main street section area of town where like businesses and stuff like that are and then residential areas surround that um and so there's many wooded back roads connecting them uh the neighborhoods are you know they basically are what sort of makes like the ring around town basically um and kids spend a lot of time biking between those neighborhoods to spend time with uh with their friends um when you look at the town from above do the neighborhoods kind of make it look like a flower uh yeah kind of that that works that looks pretty good yeah kind of dividing the the town basically of starfall it and it's under stars fall uh it's not like a it's not visible at all and it hasn't been active for a long time but there is a fault line that kind of runs along basically right down the center of of the town so is that the reason why they needed to do construction on the bridge at some point? Like, even if it was just minor activity, like something, would the fault line be something that would have caused damage to a structure like that? Definitely. It, it like it, it did cause damage and it just constantly kind of runs the risk of causing damage. Right. Uh, again, it hasn't been active for a while, but it like, it definitely there's they're kind of always wanting to kind of reinforce that bridge right. uh, just mm-hmm. to make sure that nothing happens is there sure. anybody in the town with a living memory of the last time that this fault line was active like that there was a massive or major earthquake i guess uh yeah so i think the like kind of the the oldest generation that's out there not like the uh, uh, those kind of the the grandparents, more or less, all right. kind of remember the last the last earthquake. So that like happened. seventy and up, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in Starsfall, there's a small museum that's dedicated to all things stars, and it features a piece of the meteor that fell just outside of the town in 1905. Is this museum like a source of tourism? Moderately, it's. Not like a huge museum. I mean, people from the surrounding area kind of come see it. And there's like a lot of field trips that go there. But it doesn't really make the town like a booming tourist town. Um, But they get enough like visitors to pay their bills. That's about Mm -hmm. it. It's more of a hobby project for the owner, I think. Right. Nice. Um, So if you are in Stars Fall and you do go to public school, you have to go out of town, one town over to go to high school because they do not have a public high school. They do have an elementary and middle school, but they had to outsource the job for high school. But in the city limits as well, there is a private school that does have K through 12 
but it's for a little more expensive. Right. People. (laughs) It's for the families who can afford to send their kids to a private education. So it's got a pretty small population. Um. And so is the private school also something where kind of like how this town has to send its high school students out? Is this at all some any form of magnet? Like, is there any kind of like rich clientele, for lack of a better term, from uh, like any of the cities that are outside of ours that also send students there? I think that there are probably some, but for the most part, it really is just more for those um those families who care about what their kids are learning um, read religious education. Um, mm. So it's probably about, you know, 10 to 20 people in each grade, probably okay. all for all from the town or if not, if not stars fall proper, the immediate neighboring towns, like right. no one travels to come to this school. Right. Like it's, it's like maybe 10, 15 minutes max kind of thing. Not like sure. 30 or more. Mm hmm. Okay. Sorry, minutes. I realized that I said 10, 15. I didn't mean that for people. Sorry. Um, okay. So there's a local holiday related to the founding of the town um, where the kids from like the local elementary school reenact the story of how the city was started. Uh, more than likely, it's kind of a watered down version and probably not as like uh, dangerous or bloody or, you know talking about any of the problematic sides of things it's just you know kind of a lot like when kids do like a thanksgiving pageant thing mm-hmm. and they're just like oh everyone was friends um the tradition has not changed since the first reenactment on the city's first anniversary so like on a scale of one to ten how much does it like uh not niceify the actual story of the founding uh, I would say if the story is like, okay, let's say 10 is like Yikesville, right? And one is like, I mean, it's just a guy put a flag in the sand, right? Um, this is probably like a seven. And so they turn the story down to like a two. Okay. You know? Um, All right. Yeah. How old is the town? It's a good question. Because it was so, uh, okay, quick side note. So we know that the meteor fell outside of the town in 1905. Right. Mm-hmm. How how long was the town around before then? I think the town was incorporated in um, 1884. No, wait. Okay. I think the town was incorporated in 1889. And then it was incorporated under a different name. And when the meteor fell, that's what the local news reported on and like the state news and it kind of made national news. And that's what the town became known for. So they ended up changing the name to Stars Fall. I see. Okay. So, okay. So then here's another quick question. So do you think that then the holiday is like the way that they sort of tone down the story is that they get rid of all of the like maybe kind of crappier stuff that the people did and they say that people settled in and not long after a meteor fell and hence they named it stars fall so like they completely ignore some of the older history but still mention the people who founded it yes okay yeah i think that makes especially a lot of sense. since there's like a religious private school there that um 
there's a little more of a religious like vibe to the town so it's very mm-hmm. like the town was mm. kind of blessed with this kind of event mm, yes every time there is a solar eclipse uh the uh, stars fall never gets below a 90% totality in their area so they're always at 90% totality or more. 90% or more, yeah. Okay. So what does that mean exactly? Uh, like 90% of the sun is covered. Huh. Like, wait. That's creepy. It doesn't happen slowly or... Yeah, no. It's like all of a it sudden it's 90% it's covered just like, and then it's done. Boom. And then it's done. Huh. But it's like 90%... For the entirety of the solar eclipse that other people are getting, you know, bits here and there. Mm -hmm. And then it's back. I like that fact. Me too. Cool. Okay. So now that we've introduced the town of Starsfall, um, who would like to start introducing themselves first? (laughs) I can go if you want me to. Okay. I'm just like weirdly, I talk I'm weirdly too nervous much. about going first. Okay. Um, so my name is Apollonia Frost. Uh, my friends call me Loney. Uh, I was born on October 21st, 1989. I am absolutely dreading turning 30 this year. This dread is compounded by the fact that I'm returning to the place I swore I would leave behind. Sentimentality means nothing to me. You'd rarely find me doing anything for old time's sake. And I cannot understand people who waste their time scrapbooking. It doesn't make sense to me to accumulate useless junk. Damn. So, sorry. Um, Why did my best friend stop talking to me after my 16th birthday party? Aren't we supposed to, are our intros not supposed to be from when we're a teenager? No, you're just introducing yourself, and then you're asking a question about when you were a teenager. When you were a teenager. Do you need to fix it? Yikes.com. I'll go last. Okay. Uh, Your best friend stopped talking to you after after your 16th birthday party um, because you invited her, but uh, she did not get the invite, so she thought that you didn't invited her to your party and you were upset that she didn't come and it was a big thing uh and so you kind of had a falling out because you were 16 neither of you really handled the situation particularly well right hmm. yes that's very good uh so then i ask you a question right mm-hmm. about my past and then that's the focus of my past for your 16th birthday what was the like what was the big gift that you got at that party okay so i don't answer that question now that is the focus starting out when we start playing in my past was the gift that i got okay when i was 16 okay and real quick forgive me for oh never mind never mind i remembered sorry we're good um also um so we need to end up or make sure that all of our characters have an intersection with each other right okay yes 
But that happens through seams that we do, correct? No, we're Not supposed through... to establish those now. So when we oh. elaborate on each other's like backstories and stuff like that, we can pull a connection. Like if someone was like, oh, my character was at your birthday party or something like that. Okay. And that's like our connection. Okay. Or intersection. And then like you can draw um, those things later. But we could also, yeah. Dan, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Uh, if you wouldn't mind going, that would be baller. Okay. Um, so my name is Darren Creed. Spelled C-R-E-D-E, not C-R-E-E-D. Not the amazing band? No, no, no. How is it spelled? Darren Creed. Sorry. Uh, C-R-E-D-E. Okay. And Darren is D-A-R-R-I-N. Okay. Darren, uh, see, the thing is, okay, real quick, just to make sure that I've done this right, what specifically am I allowed to say and not to say? I mean, you're talking in first person, and you are supposed to say two facts about yourself. One that is right. true to Colin and one that is absolutely okay. not true to Colin. And then at the end, right. you ask a question for another player to answer about something in your teens. Right. Oh, sorry. What I meant more of, I oh, guess, sorry. was like none of the, the facts are more about like personality, not necessarily about like past or anything like that. I don't know. I right. think it could be. Okay. Because like I read through this whole thing like twice, right. but like some of it sometimes felt vague and I was like, I don't yeah. know I think you can what take it I'm however you want, doing there. In my opinion. Okay. Um, okay, well, Darren, sorry, I, I'm Darren, sorry. So I, uh, wa I was in a band and still am in a band. Um, it's the same band that I started in high school and continued on. Um, the, the name changed, uh, once or twice, uh, just because of, you know, we were going through some changes, man, you know, um, but we've, we've, we've basically been the same core group of people, um, from, from start to finish. Um, or start start till now, I guess. Um, and also, uh, I was uh, known a little bit as a uh, troublemaker. Um, part of that may have come from being in a band in a religious town, but uh, I, I definitely had a reputation. Whether or not it was actually something that was deserved, you know, or if it was just people's conceived notion of me. But uh, adults specifically always had uh, issues with me outside of conversation. I don't know how to say that, but it's that thing where it's like to your face, mm -hmm. they love you, but behind your back, like they were there's a lot an of eye on you kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. People always thought, mm, I don't know about that one. Mm -hmm. And my question is, oh, actually, I'm going to keep it in line actually with what I just said. Um, in my senior year of high school, what was the big, like, prank or event that got blamed on me, even though there was no evidence of it? People just assumed that it had to have been, you know, me, Darren. The high school um, jazz band's equipment was trashed, and... Um, People thought that since you knew some of the people and it was well known that you didn't get along with some of them, that you might have decided to enact revenge on the entire group. So I think when that happened, that made you really angry to be blamed for something that you didn't actually do and that no one would believe you that you didn't do it. Um, and so that made you kind of lean into 
being known as a troublemaker and you're like, well, if everyone's going to say I'm doing all these bad things, I might as well do them if I'm going to get blamed for them anyway and have the fun of making the trouble if I'm going to get punished for it. So I think that kind of fed into your like bad boy vibe in high school. Right. And fed into your reputation. So it's like it used to be just a a notion Mm -hmm. and then it became real. Yeah. And my question for you is what happened with the members of the jazz band that caused a rift? Uh, so I am uh, Sven Janssen. Can you spell that last name? Yes, Sven. S-V-E-N. Janssen. Janssen is J-A-N-N-S-O-N. Okay. Ah, okay. Proceed. It's Swedish. <laughs> How is it? Yes. Uh, I'm writing that down. It's Swedish. It is. Uh, I was born in 1988. Um, oh, oh shit! Okay. I didn't say that part. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. No. When when were you born, Colin? Just go ahead and get that out. Sorry. There. Uh, I was born in 1989, um, in the month of uh, February. Nice. Uh, so I've always been a. Um, uh, an athletic kid, right? I've always loved the outdoors. Uh, uh, well, I've always been an athletic person, I should say. Uh, when I was a kid, I spent all my time outside uh, and um, just really loved playing sports and competing and uh, just kind of always had a, a bit of a chip on my shoulder to prove that I was uh, the best at everything. And that also kind of uh, led to some uh, maybe poorly managed anger issues. But yeah, I played pretty much as, as many sports as I could when I was uh, when I was growing up. Uh, and that turned into, you know, a really prestigious um, janitorial job. Uh, so my life didn't quite go the way I wanted it to, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm scraping by, um, and, uh, I, like, so as I'm, as I'm doing this, like, if I see a potential connection or intersection, do I go ahead and say that now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I okay. So. I was, I was definitely the one who trashed the jazz band uh, <laughs> instruments and everything. Like I wrecked their shit, uh, and let Darren get blamed for it. Um. And so, I was definitely a uh, bit of a party animal at school. Uh, what is the like kind of quote unquote famous, uh, story of something stupid that I did, uh, while partying? Oh, dude, that one's easy. Okay. So, um, when, uh, we were in our junior year, right? Um, hold on one second. uh, You two wouldn't be in class together. So, we wouldn't. Sven's a year older than us. 
right? I thought he was in. I or thought what, he was wait, late. What month were wait, you born? Wh- when was your birthday again? Oh, I did not come up with a month. Uh, hold on a second. Okay, sorry. I thought that you were like end of the previous year. Uh, no, I was born in June. Okay, sorry. June okay, so when? Okay, so okay, so rather than in your senior year, right? My my junior year, mm-hmm. uh, we were all over at um, Jason Alvarez's house um, because his parents were out of town for the weekend, um, and uh, my band was playing in the basement for that. Right, it was a kind of a big party scene, um, and their basement was one of those things where it's like it wasn't necessarily a basement, but it was like a lower level that you had like a banister and loft area to like the living room that sort of overviewed the downstairs area um and you told everyone that uh you could jump from that onto the pool table and uh and survive uh you did uh and you were fine however the pool table was not uh the pool table completely uh it's not supposed to be you know load bearing right so (laughs) you essentially cannonballed onto the pool table and shattered it and jason was grounded for the rest of the year sounds right <laughs> i sorry i also want to point out that you did chug a beer right before doing it too oh of course you of yelled course. it out then shotgunned it and then woo so jumped down i was at that party and i was dating jason at the time and i remember being extremely angry at sven and um we weren't like really good friends in high school but we did know each other um but yeah i think that really ruined our friendship like that year i had a tough year with friendships when i was 16 i guess my junior year yeah um but that really kind of just ended it between us as friends because i couldn't see jason see. he couldn't go on dates with me like for the rest of the year i was so mad oh yeah no that makes sense i think i like really didn't understand why you were mad at me for that like mm-hmm. it was his parents decision to ground him it was his decision to have the party like that's not my fault yes uh so i think i was like like you said we weren't close but like still why we were like buds like, like we would see each other why at are the you party. taking this out on me yeah and we would like talk and right. stuff yeah now colin you ask him a question oh yeah good point okay to sort of tie it in, I guess, maybe to other things. Or I don't know, should I, should I try and kind of like round things out or should it be completely random, I guess? I think you can expand the story. Okay. Um, so when you and I were even younger, right, in elementary school and everything like that, we were friends. But what was the moment that you got... Like, what was the moment where our friendship stopped mattering that, A, we were no longer friends by the end of your high school career, but also that when you chose to destroy the jazz band room or jazz band equipment, that you were more than happy to let me take the fall mm-hmm. and also never tell me. <laughs> okay. You All son right. of a bitch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, I'm going to fuck you up. We've got some really good interpersonal okay. conflict already. I love it. Good job, team. Okay. So my name is Eleanor Moore. I go by Ellie. I was born on May 25th, 1990. 
Oh, wait. God. This is getting confusing with the years. I guess I'll make it... When were you born, Tracy? I mean, Tracy? you could be 1990 and we'd still be in the same class. Okay, okay. So we're in the same mm-hmm. class. Okay. And us and Colin are in the same class and then Dan's a year yes. older. Okay, our great. Pod right. dad. <laughs> Wait, because I was nine, uh, sorry, 89. What month though? So would it be... February, you February. said, right? Oh, right. So you would be, actually, you would have been in Dan's class then. So we Shoot. are two. Okay, so we are the youngest. Yeah. Like, we're in the same grade. So we would have been juniors. Okay. And they would have been seniors. Uh, sophomores. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends, I guess, when they were juniors. Yeah. I like, mean, they're just a grade older okay, than us, sorry. right? If it if it helps, I mean, like I only said February because that is literally the month that I was born in. <laughs> but like, if it helps to like have like literally like a tier where it's like he was a senior when I was a junior while you guys were a sophomore, so that way there's not as big of a gap. I can do that. No, because oh no, wait, he already he's still he already only ever going to be a, going to be a year, year older never mind. than us. Like yeah, when he's a mind. senior, I'm, we would be juniors, and you two would be seniors, and we would be juniors. So it's up to you, gotcha, how okay. you if you want to change it because no okay no you're right yeah. you're right I just my math was really yeah it's all good for school years are the worst <laughs> math is hard okay so I was still born in 1990 okay I was born on May 25th 1990 I've never really felt a sense of belonging wherever I was I felt accepted and for short period short periods of time i've even thought about staying somewhere but belonging is a completely foreign concept to me um after moving away uh after college i have lived in seven different cities searching for a writing position that actually fulfilled me and i've only just now found it um i've always been interested in writing it's been pretty much the only thing that i felt like i'm good at Uh, So I recently accepted a position at a newspaper. Um, Why did my parents have to come to the school to appeal on my behalf after I got kicked off of the school paper? Um, So when you were in high school, you were a little activist. And I think that's kind of what separated you from a lot of your peers, because you called them out on their shit. And when they were being kind of terrible human beings, and a lot of people don't appreciate that, especially when they're in high school. So you wrote a really excellent expose for your newspaper about um, some of the teachers and how they treat their students. And your parents always kind of stood by you for doing this kind of stuff. They really appreciated your honesty of the world and that you were always willing to stick up for yourself and to stick up for the little person. Well, I'll say little person, like, stick up for like the people that are usually the ones that are getting picked on. Um, So they came in and they were on your side when the school principal wanted to kick you off of the newspaper and they still did kick you off the newspaper, but your parents came in and put up a really good fight for you. I'm trying to think of where there might be some connections here. Um, I mean, I definitely reported on like the music and the, Mm-hmm. like sports and stuff so i right. probably you could have interviewed someone yeah I, I think you probably interviewed uh at the very least you interviewed me mm-hmm. um after a particularly uh a particularly devastating uh championship hockey loss mm. Let's see. Um... How, what was that final score 
Uh, that final score was 5-1. Yikes. Rough. Yeah. It could have been much better. <laughs> I leave my fate in your capable <laughs> oh, hands. sorry. <laughs> Why did you spend so much time at the Stars Fall Museum when you were in high school? Okay. Just to make sure that we have in media res, the time difference between the past and the present is 10 years. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should establish that. So the present is 2019, and then the past would be... Yeah, so the past... 19. Or I guess technically the 2000. past can... I I think actually I guess the past is 10 years or longer. Because the, they said, right, because the past can be done out of order. Yeah. So it just has to... Yeah, yeah. okay. So the limits... Okay. I think okay. it said the limits, cool. of, limits of the past are your youngest character. So, and then we'll do scenes too that don't sure. involve any main characters. So like... Right. The farthest back in the past we can go is Eleanor's birthday, I think. Right. Okay. So we've already established that I knew Darren and Sven from, oh, well, actually, do you think I interviewed you for the newspaper, Darren? I'm sure because, you know, um, I probably did like play like school events, like homecomings and stuff like that, because I imagine that being in our small town we probably didn't have like a DJ that we you were, were probably out. like the we were probably one of like the two bands right like in the whole town right exactly and so it's like you know we played you know frequently but it's like there weren't we didn't get out of the town much so we definitely played in town frequently and um, but uh, somehow still always brought a, a fair crowd but I would imagine that there would be some sort of uh, interview about either one of those shows. Maybe a battle of the bands that brought in some students from other schools uh, or what have you. But like there was probably some sort of event where there would be a relevant reason to interview myself and my bandmates. Mm-hmm. But how do we know each other, Loni? Um, Great question. Were we in a club together, maybe? I did. Um... What's it called? We called it Scholar Bowl, but it's called other things like, somewhere else. Like quiz, quiz Bowl? bowl yeah. Okay. What? So I did Quiz Bowl. Um, Sorry, real quick. Can someone tell me what Quiz Bowl is? Because I do not know what that is. It's it, like um, kind of s- school-based trivia isn't the right way to phrase it, but it's it kind like, of is. It's like Jeopardy, kind of. Yeah. Like Okay. It's okay. like you're all supposed to like but it's like asking you history and math and so pop culture. In a way, it's like every topic in, but in, instead of math in the movie, uh, Mean Girls. Mean Girls. Yeah. It's, yes. It's, yeah. It's kind of like that or like it's a game show almost. Mm-hmm. Of Interesting. Okay. Grab bag school questions you can, you can get. I was our pop culture person. This is, this is me, Beth. Right. I don't know about Ellie. Um, she probably knew a lot about uh, history. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? She knew a lot about history. She's fake. Okay. <laughs> I can make her can do make whatever she wants. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she was the history buff on this, on the quiz bowl team. Um, she also helped with theater okay. and she was on the paper, of course. Okay. Um, yeah. So at, Loni was on the quiz bowl team too. And she was a science geek. So ah. that's where they were connected. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you and me, though? Because, like, we went, like, we have down that we were at the same party, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we were like, yeah. You know, have any kind of. Okay, let's see. Do you think you guys had, like, a heart to heart at a party? That could be good. You know, like those kind of party talks that you have when, like, you you know you'll never talk to them again? You know what? I think one time – did you have gigs in town, Darren? Yeah. Okay, so I think one time yeah. um, Jason and I went to one of your gigs, and him and I got in a huge fight. And so I was there by myself, and afterwards we had, like, this big talk, and, like, it was a really – I don't know, like very serious talk, but then we didn't really become friends after that. Like you said, it was one of those things where like right. you have a big talk, but then it nothing, you know, there's no friendship. And it's like after when you that. see each other yeah. in the hall, you just kind of like nod or be like, oh, hey, how's right. it going? But like you n- never actually. Right, but we never really became yeah. friends because of it. Right. Cool. Everyone has a connection or intersection. Is Huzzah. I love it. Yay. I love it. All right, so now um, that we've established the past, we which the past, it sounds like, is what year would that be? 2009? 2009. No. If it's 10 years mm. ago? Yeah. Well, if we're doing... Like, well, if we're talking about high school, high, high school, school times, been, right. it would have been like 2005, 2007 range. Right. Mm-hmm. Is okay. that when you were a senior, Dan? I was a senior in 2006, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, 2005, 2006 year? Okay, yeah. Because you graduated yeah. in 2006. Okay, so, th- so that means... Okay, okay, so we were... Got yeah. it. So we would have been junior. No, I was then. class of seven. Yeah, I would have been class... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Got it. Cool. So then we can move to the present. And so this happens where we describe, it happens opposite of the past. So each player describes someone else's character in the present. And then what happens once they leave Stars Fall and elaborates on the current situation of that character. And then they ask a question about the character. And then the person who is playing that character actually answers that question. Um, and then ends by asking the question, why am I returning to Stars Fall? Or why is this making me return to Stars Fall? So who's going first? Did you say, I'm sorry, did you say you were in the band now? Yes. Darren. Yes. You, you didn't go to college because you didn't want to, because you didn't see a point, because your band had already found moderate... I mean, like, when you're, like, 18, like, two gigs a month is enough to... I've never been a musician. (laughs) Um, Two gigs a month, like, when you're, like, in high school is enough to, like, like, propel your dream. It's, like, the gasoline for your dreams of, like, success. And you knew that if you were going to be successful, you couldn't stay in town. And all of your bandmates were older than you and they were looking for a way out anyway they were just waiting for you to graduate because they were loyal and so um once you graduated high school you did you the the tail end of your senior year you basically just like got good enough grades to stay afloat like just not to flunk out um so 
you um you basically the day after graduation one of your bandmates how many people are in the band uh just four of us four that's what i thought okay and that includes me so yes okay so one of your bandmates um bought a this is before graduation one of your bandmates in preparation for when you were to be able to leave the town when your bandmates bought a van um and there were only two fronts there was only the driver's seat and the passenger seat all the rest of the seats they didn't have that's why he got it so cheap so you guys had um folding chairs um basically uh bolted to the bottom of the of the van Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that you could tour and you would have somewhere to sit um uh sometimes mattresses would come in and out if you guys didn't have a place to stay if you couldn't afford a hotel for the night you would get a like you had a like twin size mattress that you would just like plop over on its side and sleep on for the night but most of the time it was just for hauling equipment and for you to sit in and so you basically took off the day after graduation you said like i'm gonna get the hell out of dodge and you did and in those years that have passed since you have found pretty you 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 can sustain yourself and i think i think right now you're kind of wondering is sustainability like a viable life option or or should I should I like I don't know because he's a troublemaker so that kind of like that kind of doesn't vibe with that does it um uh you put out let's say three albums in 10 years mm-hmm. and they've done all right I think at at, at best um your second one, charted on like the indie charts but you've never um you've never actually like uh you know grab grabbed onto the like oh i you know different city every night you know i can pay my bills i you know have insurance and that kind of thing you've kind of been living a very nomadic lifestyle um i think that the biggest thing that you find missing in your life is not even nearly like it's not even really security um it's like it's the fact that you you haven't seen any new faces for like more than a night for like the past 10 years and and while like i'm sure like You've had your you've had your disagreements and you've had your falling outs, but you always come back together with your bandmates. You guys are a lot more stable in that sense than a lot of other bands um, that started when you guys were so young. But um, but you're like you've never really you've got you've had like maybe two partners, like romantic partners in your whole life. And like you you go on like maybe one date, but then you're like, oh, sorry, I have to leave now. (laughs) and and you don't really i mean like you've only really got three friends so i think maybe your your loneliness and like kind of like um isolation is starting to catch up with you 
um, at the current time. Um, now I ask him a question. Yeah. Okay. What was the most, ex what was the most like excited you got about the prospects of settling down potentially? So in that 10 to 12 years, like, or basically since graduating high school, um, uh, I only had two romantic, uh, partners that were long-term, um, and, you know, one of them was long-term in the sense of it was like, I don't know, maybe nine months or so, uh, but the other one was a majority of that time. It was about, it was, it was close to eight years, and, um, she was pretty down with the fact that like I was a musician that I was touring all the time um, because we got comfortable enough to be at a point where I could come home for tour and be home for, you know, a few months and uh, be able to, to live with her and that that space was considered ours, even though it was her name on the lease because I was never around to sign for leases. And in between a tour, two tours, while we were working on our third album, you know, she really, at one point, started hinting a lot more at wanting the next step. And she, you know, when we went to like a friend's wedding, one of her friend's weddings, it was one of those things where it's like, she was happy. She was happy, but like most of the time it was like, side eye of like, oh, hmm, that could have been us up there. And you're like, ah... Uh, Shoot. Um, and, uh, really thought it was going to happen. Um, like to the point where I was like, you know, maybe I write this album, go on one last tour, you know, to like to market it. And then, and then maybe the tour stuff stops for a bit, if not permanently. Um, and then, I just took one too many days, basically, to make that decision. I just mm. continued to be out of the house too much. And one day she was having a conversation with her mother. And her mom asked, you know, what it was that she did actually see in me. And normally she knew that answer. And for once, she doubted herself. Mm. And she realized that she was feeling depressed about me not being around. And so... While I was in the studio, I was in the middle of recording my bit, and someone was like, hey, your phone's been kind of going off, you should probably come check it. And I went in to find that uh, she had called me multiple times and was like, hey, I'm leaving your stuff with one of your bandmates, uh, and I'm changing the locks, I can't do this anymore. So that was the closest I ever got to settling down, and I was actually ready for it, and then it was no longer there. And so my question for myself that I ask every day, or at least recently, is why am I returning to Stars Fall? So Sven, uh, after high school, um, you talked a lot to like a guidance counselor because you had to for your classes um, to see what you should do after high school, and... They recommended, um, oh, I feel weird not being scripted. So 
you decided on joining the military because you thought it would be a good place to um, show your competitive side and you wanted to be the very best. You wanted to rise to the top. So you wanted to be like the best. You wanted to prove yourself that you could do it, that you could make something of yourself. You wanted um, some kind of like really strong change in your life that would set you up for like a future of success where you could get money to go back to school um, once you left the military, things like that. I think it was far enough after 9-11 that you weren't really swept up in like that gusto to join up in the military, but it was still, um, mm-hmm. I think, was the Iraq war still going on during that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it was still like yeah. during yeah. that where um, there was still kind of that high like military fever kind of thing that also pushed you in that direction. But once you got to basic and you got your assignment and things like that, you stayed stateside. You were never um, deployed, but you realized it just, it wasn't for you. It didn't help you. You absolutely hated it and you counted down the days until you could leave um once you left you kind of didn't have much direction your family had moved away from stars fall so there was no reason for you to go back there you didn't have any connections to it in that way with family um but you were kind of like lost after your military career and you did some traveling around the country um let's see yeah, so you did some traveling around the country and you decided to I feel really weird making your character decisions. Like it's so easy to be like, no, just decide for that's, everybody. And then when you actually have to do it, I'm just like, ah, I, I don't like it. It's it's <laughs> yeah. rough. Do um, it. Fuck them up, fam. So you control me, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so you um you ended up in this town. You went to this. You decided to go work in Atlanta because there was like an opportunity there for you. And you got this job. And after a few months, you got laid off. And then you ended up like being really desperate. You had to make rent and you applied for this janitor job, which is where you stayed. Um, but my question for you is what happened to you while you were in basic training that really made you want to leave the military? Um, I was just, uh, I, I had a rude awakening. Uh, I could consistently prove myself in a small town of a bunch of nobodies. But when I went to basic (laughs) training, uh, with people who had known for a long time this is what they wanted to do and mm-hmm. people who were actually like really talented at this sort of stuff uh i was just completely blown out of the water and i struggled to rise to the middle of the group and the constant daily reminder that i was not special that i was not as good at things as I thought I was, was just very painful. And the kind of the, the last straw was, um, 
during a uh, like just just during a uh, like a I don't know army stuff. <laughs> I was gonna well. say. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could help you, bud. During like a marksmanship training thing. It's like during like some sort of drill, basically. Yeah, during a drill. Uh, I think that's the right word. I was trying to help. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. We'll make it work. Here we go. <laughs> during a drill, I was consistently off target and was right next to this one guy. Uh, Frank Simons. Frank Simons. Oh, uh, yeah. That's such a military name. Sorry. Yeah. Damn. Was the like top cream of the crop uh, and just like being just completely off that day and him being just absolutely on every day and being having to be right next to him and just like Every exercise in that drill, I was was a big slap in the face as to how not good I was when I thought I was something special. And so that day was the day that I realized this is just not for me and uh, really made me wonder what was. And like, if wow. this isn't what I'm going to do with my life, then what am I going to do with my life? What am I good at? What possible skills do I have? Why am I returning to Stars Fall? What was uh, Ellie's last name again? Moore. Okay. Afterwards, after high school ended, um, you went off to college. Uh, you know, you, it was a lot of that because you didn't know where you felt like you belonged. It was a lot of, I need to discover what it is that I want, because obviously, you know, you had done things like work for the school paper and everything like that, but was that what you wanted to do, uh, professionally? And so you went in undecided for your first semester um, but you couldn't stay away from it long enough. You just, you were like, I've got to get back. Um, so you joined on with the paper for the school and then shortly thereafter decided your major, which was, you know, journalism. Um, but then even then it still was not knowing where you belonged living in, you, I believe you said seven different cities, correct? Okay. So you lived in seven different cities trying to find what is the community that I want to write about, though? Or where is the community that my words will make a difference or make have a meaning? Um, and that's when you ended up in... Swamp skin. <laughs> uh, in the 1960s. I'm listening to a lot of kids on <laughs> Yeah. You ended up in... I'm trying to think of, like, big cities and... She was kind of she was doing activism. So maybe you ended up in Washington, D.C., doing Washington Post and wanting to do the coverage on you know the people that you thought were um, not representing their constituents well enough and talking about, you know, 
look at these people who are stopping the government from moving. You know, it's like, are these people really having your best interest at heart? The answer is no. Um, (laughs) And, uh, you know, and that was, I think, maybe the first place where you started to feel that sense of, oh, my my work is is being accepted. Right. Because this is totally different than your high school experience Uh, in high school. You wrote something and the entire uh, school was up in arms or at least the, the, the board and everything like that. And that's why you got pulled in. Um, but the big thing is, is that your parents were always by your side, right? We talked about how your, your parents, uh, were basically like your biggest fan. They were, they were fans of what you wrote and they stood by your decisions. Um, and so my big question is, was, You've been in D.C. for, wait, I've got to do math now. Seven cities in like 10 to 12 years. Yeah. Um, let's say you've been in D.C. for four years. Um, this is your fourth year here in D.C. What, how, how did it affect you when you got the phone call that um, your father had been in an accident? Well, so I was actually in the middle of interviewing a senator um, when I got the phone call. And I'll always, I feel like I'll always live with the guilt, even though I know it's stupid but the guilt of seeing my mom's name pop up on my phone and rejecting it to keep interviewing um the senator um after about the third call is when I excused myself and stood up and went out and um and answered the call and she said that my dad had been T-boned, um, driving in from out of state because he's an engineer and he goes out of state to, um, inspect roads and bridges. Um, a lot of the time he'll, uh, he'll be an expert witness in, um, actually ironically enough in car accidents resulting in deaths. Um, so, uh, he was in from, um, out of state because he had been called in by another state's department of transportation to um to help on a bridge that they were building and um about 200 miles out of town he had been t-boned by someone who ran a stoplight and uh it was actually only i don't know a few hours later that my mom got the phone call because he was unconscious and they didn't know who to call Um, and she, we hadn't talked in a while because I was trying to get my career off the ground because I finally had a job that I liked, that I wanted to be in, that I, I I liked the city a lot. I liked the, I liked the museum. I like lived in the museum. Um, I loved going to all of the like art galleries and, and openings and like the, the things on the, um, the mall, the con like free concerts and, and, and art shows and stuff on the mall. I loved doing that. I finally, I didn't 
have many friends, but I felt like there was a greater possibility and potential for me to make friends here than there were in any other city that I'd ever lived in. Um, so I was a little consumed with my job and consumed with like getting to know the city that um, really my mom and I only, even though we were never on bad terms, we only ever talked, you know, a couple and my parents and I, you know, like a couple times a month, maybe. Um, mostly they would uh, just share my articles on Facebook. Um, but I, she wanted me to come down to see my dad in the hospital, and I did. Um, but when he, uh, when they asked me to move down, I couldn't. Um, because I, I just, I, I love them, but I would, I was finally, I'm finally in a place where I feel like I can make something of myself. Like after getting in trouble so much, and after after making so many people angry and like being basically run out of some towns because I was reporting on corruption. Um, I finally felt like I was in a city where I could make a difference in any capacity. Uh, but I, I couldn't move down. And this was about um, prior to present day. This happened about a year ago. Um, my dad has been uh He's been, um, he's lost a lot of uh, brain function. He can still remember things, but he um, has trouble talking and recalling words. Um, and he, he needs a cane when he walks now. Uh, he, doesn't, um, he doesn't travel anymore. Um, and he's been out of work uh, by, by, by his own doing. If he didn't get fired, he, he's taking time off and and we're not sure if he'll ever be able to go back but um yeah so i'm still in dc uh i've kind of fallen back into that rut of not calling them as much as i should um trying not to think about trying not to think about my dad's brain capacity and his in his health because if I think too much about that then I'll never get anything done and I'll never do anything for myself um so yeah the question I have for myself is why now is my dad's condition bringing me back to stars fall so um Oh my God! I've forgotten Apollonia. your name. Apollonia. Apollonia. <laughs> Apollonia. That's right. And you go by yeah. Loney. That's such a fucking good name too. It's a great name. <laughs> so, uh, you were always, uh, you know, a very good student, right? Uh, you parlayed that into great success in college. Uh, and just kind of became a perpetual student. Uh, you know, you got your, uh, bachelor's and you got your master's and, uh, you're working on your PhD. Um, 
but you've had to take a little bit of a break uh, just due to, you know, uh, outside factors. You've, you wound up taking a, uh, a job doing some teaching uh, at a high school in um, Oklahoma. <laughs> Can work with that. In Manitowoc. <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, but uh, for, you know, money reasons, you had to kind of put the PhD on hold for a little bit. Uh, and uh, you were able to easily get a teaching job. Uh, the one that offered you uh, the best situation was uh, this high school in Oklahoma. Uh, that basically was like, we want you to come in and run our entire science department. Like you'll, you'll have your pick of, you know, what science you want to teach, but like also help us get our whole thing better. Uh, and so you've been working, um, with that school and, in Custer County, Oklahoma. You've been working with the the whole county uh, to kind of improve their uh, their science programs. Um, and that's really become a, a passion for you. Uh, not the teaching as much as the uh, like administration part of it. And really helping not just a class of kids, but being able to really impact the whole county is something that you've really found a lot of uh, passion in. It does take up a lot of time. Uh, so my question for you is, what is the thing you miss the most, that you feel like you're missing out on the most uh, by doing this? Um, yeah, so what I feel like I'm missing out on is this job doesn't give me a lot of free time, and um, I've always wanted to be, like, a researcher. I went to school for astronomy, and that ended up not panning out, but I would still do, like, at-home things nice. where I would, um, I mean, like, I can't think of it, but there's, like, things you can do at home where you look for, like... I know you track stuff like in real life. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I don't know what to call it. Like geocaching? Not like geocaching, no, or... but you can like, there's like very like statistical stuff that you can do at home that actually influences a body of oh, research. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I'll skip Yes. Um, I forgot what it's called, but we'll, we'll fix it in but post. my dream is always to like open up a an observat observatory and that hasn't been panning out. And so I feel like with this job, I'm missing out on a lot of the kind of amateur astronomy things that I would get to do. And um, I'm one time I went to Nevada to a dark sky sanctuary, and it was an incredible opportunity. And I went camping there, and I was with a bunch of researchers. And there's only, I think, two dark sky sanctuaries in the entire world and that's where the sky is dark enough where there's almost no light pollution um so that's like what i really thought that was going to be like 
my big jump into the astronomy field and it didn't work out. I ended up teaching in Oklahoma and let's see what else. And I'm trying to put a, I was trying to put a science Olympiad team together and I was really like living vicariously through my students. And I think putting these unrealistic expectations on them for doing this stuff and trying to make them achieve more than I did. And um, so they're not huge fans of me in a way because I think I pushed them too hard. Um, yeah, so that's been going on for a few years and I got stuck there and um, coming up on the big three O and not knowing what I'm doing and not being where I wanted to be by that time has been really stressful. And I am wondering why that is making me return to stars fall. All right. Yay. Wow. Okay. Some really good stories here. Good stuff. So, uh, according to this, once all the characters are prepped, the story can begin. Okay. We're ready to go. So, so- guess that's sounds the end like, of this little journey. Yeah, sounds like that's the end of you Session Zero. this was going to be yep. a comedy podcast. You were entirely <laughs> wrong. It's all for... Honestly, for four of the... Well, for three of the funniest people and myself um, <laughs> to be on this show, and then we're like, we're going to do a serious yeah. show, is is pretty wild. Yeah, <laughs> as much as I, like, I love horror and I love creating horror... I don't like it's so hard for me to create anything without comedy as a huge mm-hmm. focus in it. Yes. And so mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a challenge for the show that I'm really going to relish is like really not doing the jokes right. and yeah. like just yeah. going full like on. It's serious. Like well, yeah. I think serious. I think the one good thing is is that we can maybe make a couple jokes to ourselves but like our characters are just going to be painfully pained. And like, I don't think it has to be melodramatic. Um, I think, you know, they probably have senses of humor and stuff like that, but it's not, yeah, it's not like we can go up to NPCs and be super rude to them without consequences kind of thing, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We can't just be like, Hey, what's that over there? And then do a slide of hand (laughs) check and try and steal their shit. Like, it's just going to be like, Hey, I know you're trying to steal the shit off of my cafe uh, countertop. You are the in fact back. not a magical Just because being. you've crouched down yeah. and have been still for the last five seconds doesn't mean I've forgotten you're there. Right. <laughs> They're like, we know you're still there. And he's like, no you don't. It's like, okay, well now you spoke. Damn it. I extra know that you're here. Yeah. They're like, hey bud, bud, this yeah, this isn't Skyrim. Hit the street. You're not the dragonborn. You gotta stop shouting that. Yeah. Listen, sir, you are not a fully realized <laughs> creation, all right? Please so leave this establishment. Um, so, hey, before we head off, I know we talked about where, like, what shows people can find us on, but do we want to do, like, a social media plug for ourselves? Sure. Um, also, I was just going to do, like, sure. a little wrap-up. I, th- I guess that's not really necessary, like, what we're going to, you know, start with next time, but we don't really have... Oh, you I can. I We could do... We could do the... We could do our social media stuff, and then you can give us the wrap-up as, like, our outro, basically. As a stinger. Uh-huh. Yeah, as a stinger. And then we should all record one line each of of a dialogue line that we predict we will say at some point <laughs> in the show. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. As if, it, as if we're putting together, like, a trailer. And then, 
the best part would be that it never gets used and they're like, wait, where was that moment? I missed it. That's movie magic, yeah. baby. <laughs> that showbiz, baby. All right, well, uh, if you want to find me, Colin Parker, on Twitter, you can find me at Colin, C-O-L-I-N-M-P-A-R-K-E-R. Um, and also uh, all of us at Scavengers Net on Twitter, at Scavengers Network on Instagram. Just plugging that now to to back up Tracy's point from earlier. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can find me, uh, Daniel. Uh, you can find me at Dantendo64 on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, and you can find Kids on Bikes at Kids underscore Bikes uh, on Twitter or Kids on Bikes Cast on the Instagram. Oh, shoot. I, Myth Takes is at Myth Takes Cast. Thank you for saying your show. Twitter's too. Whoops. Oop. Um, well, you can find me, Beth, at uh, at Beth Eleanor. So that's spelled B-E-T-H-E-L-E. Oh, with two R's. So B-E-T-H-E-L-E-A-N-O-R-R. Um, on Instagram, I am Bethstagram. <laughs> and uh, Buffy Speak is on Twitter at Buffy underscore Speak. And the fourth journal is on Twitter at the number four TH journal. And that's it. Nice. Me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got my name. <laughs> I am Tracy, and okay. I'm Tracy. You can find me at, uh, <laughs> at up north, at, at uh, up in the north woods of Wisconsin. Twenty-five. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Tracy. You can find me yeah. on Twitter at Adeals Warlock, and on my podcast, Paper News Out Loud, and our show Twitter is at Reality Out Loud. On the night that our four characters arrive back in Starsfall, the moon is strangely absent and the sky is clear and full of stars. They all settle in thinking about the different things that they have to do the next day, unaware of the strange twinkling from the east. Mm-hmm.